from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. It is, ladies and gentlemen, um, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, March 2nd. I almost said February. March 2nd, year of our Lord, 2021. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. You might know me as the Hip Hop Patriot. We have a huge, huge show for you today. It might even end up being an hour long. But we got to get through it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So I want to give my morning shout outs here while you guys do me the ever so appreciated, appreciated um, favor of sharing this video, copying the link, getting some watch parties started in Facebook, or even just sharing it even through text message to your friends and family. I'd like to give a shout out to Dorothy DeCristo. How are you this morning? Adam Reeves from Ohio checking in. Nancy Fennell. How are you? Rick Jennings from the great state of Missouri. We got Tracy Haga from Maryland. I hope I said that right. Maybe it's Haga. Uh, Carrie Griffith from the uh, state of Maine, which is very close to me. Thank you very much, Carrie, for joining in. Aaron Johnson. We have Andy Reed. How you doing, brother? Angela Conley from Southern Maine as well. We got some Mainers in here, some maniacs in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I love me some Maine. I love going over to OOB, which is Old Orchard Beach, and I definitely love going over there and visiting friends. Larry Hardy from Maple Valley. I don't know where that is. Maybe you can give me uh, let people know where that is. Nancy Fox says, I want to donate by check. Well, you know what? I'll tell you how you can do that. Uh, you can send that to the building in which my studio is in, and I'll, t- I'll, I'll, give, you the, uh, I'll give you the address uh, if you actually uh, email me or if you message me on Telegram or even message me right on here, and, and maybe I'll, uh, uh, maybe I'll be, be able to get that uh, for you. Um, John Compt from Washington State. We have Andrea Lloyd from Arizona. How you doing? Vicky Brazil from M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I. PPI, that is Mississippi. I've actually never been to Mississippi, but God bless you and God bless the deep south. Sherry Mees from Pittsburgh. Who else we got in here? Uh, Benny Clue. Clow, I guess maybe that's how you say it. James Dillon from the great state of Tennessee. Make sure you check out check out Tennessee Freedom Force. My good friends down there, Carol Baker, uh, Cornelia. Uh, oh, I went right by you, Cornelia. I forgot your. I didn't get your last name. Uh, Paul Rujic from West Virginia. We'll give a few more shout outs before we get started here. Andy Kaufman from uh, the Midwest state of Indiana. As I scroll down, I see John John De Townsend from Ohio, and this is a last name that I don't know if I'll get right, but Rosie. Ashkenbrenner from Arizona and a couple more. Renee Gagney, how you doing? Thank you for joining in. And June Short says, sorry, I'm late. Honey, you are not late. You are here right on time because everything is on God's time. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate you joining in on the show. It's really nice to always have you guys here. And um, I just want to uh, I just want to let you know that last night I went right from Live from America to speak at Faith River Church. I tried to do that live for you, but my I didn't have enough service. Every time I tried to go live, it just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. It was a wonderful, uh, wonderful opportunity for me to speak from the pulpit. Um, the Monday nights there are to help... Uh, Folks who are really struggling with addiction, drugs, and alcohol, and 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 abuse, and uh, you know, I, I just, I really, 
I like speaking to people who are going through trials and tribulations because I have gone through many of my own and it's, it's, it's an honor and it's a blessing to do the Lord's work and be able to speak to those people. So that's why you didn't get to hear it last night. However, the church is going to be nice enough to give me a copy of the video so that I can post it. I will also be working on the, uh, com the video compilation of all of my interviews today. So hopefully I can post that here on YouTube and other places rumble and i'll throw it even on parlor and i'll put it on telegram as well uh and instagram so you guys can see those interviews it's a it's, it's a lot of work putting it together but i uh just have a little patience with me and we'll get there i also wanted to let you know that since we got um since we uh were evicted from Facebook and the and the cesspool uh which which that platform seems to 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 uh uh just spread everywhere. Um, since we've been doing all of our uh, Live from America's right here, um, Lori Luttle says, did you get my gift? Yes, I did, Lori. Yes, I did. Since we've been doing all of the show right here, it's been just under a month, and we have almost a million views collectively uh, on this platform. So I'd like to thank you, because it, without your sharing, without you guys sharing it over to Facebook, sharing it on your other platforms, we don't get those, we don't get those views and really, it's not about the likes and the views, but it's about the message being spread. And you guys have been wonderful. You guys have been force multipliers. You guys have been honey badgers. You guys have been fighting hard for this conservatism and for this Christian uh, uh, message to get out there. So I just want to thank you guys very much for doing that because we don't, uh, the world doesn't see us unless you spread. Okay. Um, the verse of the day, ladies and gentlemen, here on Live from America, which is March 2nd, year of our Lord 2021, is actually going to come from Philippians. 413. Now, I sent this out in my newsletter this morning. Um, and, and to speak about my newsletter real quick, a lot of you who are monthly donors are getting double newsletters. Well, that is because some, I, I have um, uh, all the, everybody who, who has donated or, been, or a monthly donor in one section, and I have everybody who signed up for the newsletter in another section. And not all have done one or the, have done both. Not all donors have signed up for the newsletter. So you, that's why you get a, a, a double dose. Um, but just so you know, um, but I, I sent this out this morning, ladies and gentlemen, and it's Philippians 4.13, and it's actually on my website as well. When you first click onto my website, right on the front page, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is a very, very important uh, verse to me. It's a very special and personal uh, verse to me because I spent so many years uh, thinking uh, very bullheaded, very conceited, thinking that uh, I could do everything that nobody else could do. I mean, for years I thought this. It was such a crazy thought. For years I thought I could do everything that nobody else could do. I didn't need anybody's help. I didn't need anybody's assistance. I didn't need anybody to help me get across that finish line. I didn't trust anybody. I never let my walls down. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that that way of living was the most lonely way of living was the most, um, uh, just, just a way of life that I never want to revisit ever again. And it wasn't until I was able to surrender my life, surrender my soul and surrender everything of my being to Christ. Did things start making sense? Okay. And, and, and the priorities changed after that. I didn't, the, the, I didn't want, um, 
to beat everyone at everything. I didn't want to be the center of attention. I didn't want things in a selfish way. I wanted things for others after that. Things came to me that I never expected would come, and not in the way of material. I'm just talking about people to meet and opportunities that came to me. That, ladies and gentlemen, when I was to, when I was to surrender all of all of my will to God, uh, that is when I figured that I could really do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, somebody said they just got their Armor of God shirt yesterday. Check it out. I got mine on too. Uh, love my Armor of God gear. You know what's crazy about this gear too, ladies and gentlemen, is I know it's I know it's it's not you know real, but something about it when I put this shirt on these Armor of God shirts on, and I'm so glad that we came out with this line because um, when I publicly show my love for God, I feel so much stronger, and I feel people actually it making a difference. I see the the look in people's eyes when they when they see you publicly wear clothing that promotes Jesus or promotes God, and it's just it's I don't know what it is, but it's it's really awesome. Uh, somebody just said they got their Yahweh shirt. Jenny said she got her Yahweh shirt yesterday. That's incredible. We actually have a new armor of God design coming out very soon as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's do the Lord uh, Lord's prayer, and then we'll get right into the news because it's going to be a long show today. We want you guys to share this video out. We want you to, to uh, hit the like button, and we want you to get it out to as many people as possible because we got some a, a lot of information that, you, that you're going to want today, okay? So if you would bow your heads with me, and if you're with somewhere where you can say it out loud, please let the Lord hear it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you guys very much. It's very important that we, uh, that we get that out during a day, uh, multiple times. But definitely you want to make sure that you say the Lord's Prayer. And honor. <clears throat> the Lord, before you start doing anything during the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Trump said on Newsmax yesterday, hinting, uh, that, and further hinting from, from even when President Trump spoke at CPAC, Eric Trump came out and validated even uh, uh, more on Newsmax that, uh, that the Trump family would be on that world stage once again, that the Trump family would be gearing up to be back on that stage, to come back, to basically help run and, and lead this party and save America and save us from the socialism and the communism that we are quickly seeming to slip into. Um, but, but by your, uh, by the fighting that you do, by the truth that me and others bring you, and by the, uh, by the state legislatures and the courage that you guys have, we can soften those blows um, and, and we can, and we can um, you know, gear it up and really set the foundation for President Trump and his family to come back. But Eric Trump said that last night on Newsmax uh, that we will be on that stage once again. Now that's not really newsworthy, but it is how I wanted to start off the show today, just to let you know that more and more you're hearing uh, President Trump endorsing people, President Trump making statements, President Trump's families making state family members making statements, President Trump's aides and closest advisors are making more statements, and this is how he rolls things out. He doesn't come out in one big boom, I'm running. He sets the stage. That's how President Trump is. He he's done that his whole life and I just wanted to every time we hear um 
um, every time we hear anything come from the Trump campaign in any capacity when it comes to him running again or what his future plans are, I want to make sure that I get those out to you guys as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, do you think that he will be as sharp as approaching close to 80? Yes, I do. I do. But I also think this president Trump will not run the same way as he ran in 2016. Okay, he's going to run in a very different way because now, ladies and gentlemen, he does get classified information every day. Okay, he does get that information that he didn't get before. And he's also going to do it in a very more calculated, very more, uh, very much more um, uh, policy driven way than he did in 2016. Now, that's not to say that he's not going to be President Donald J. Trump. Okay, but that does mean that it's going to be a, a different campaign, and it, because there's a, there's different things at stake here, ladies and gentlemen, than there was at 2016. Okay, so I just wanted to start to show off by saying that. Now I want to get back. I want to kind of backtrack a little bit to yesterday when I was talking about Sidney Powell. Okay, when I was. I, I didn't mean to sound like I was scolding Sidney Powell in any way. I mean, the woman is, is, is much more on point and much more smart than I will ever be when it comes to uh, legalities and, and, and criminal cases and court cases. I mean, she worked with, with the DOJ for many years. She's been an attorney for many years. She is a, uh, she's a, a, an extremely intelligent woman. What I was trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is this. When I was talking about Sidney Powell yesterday, I saw a lot of people were like, oh, you're fair weather. No, I'm not. I, it's not that I'm fair weather. It's not. It's just that as things change, we need to address things sometimes in a different way. Okay. When I said yesterday that Sidney Powell should have used the court of public opinion a little bit more than she did, she should have given a little bit more evidence to us, the people, like Donald Trump used to do. Donald Trump used to know that the media was not going to get us the information. So he would get the information out at a lower level and it would trickle up rather than trickle down. That's all I was referring to. And now that we know that the Supreme Court has basically dismissed all of her cases that she has, I mean, I don't know how many more she has going. Now that the Supreme Court said we're not going to hear anything for whatever reason, and they've disappointed the American people, and they've shown their true colors, now would be a great time to get that information out to us. Let us have it. I mean, I don't know, I don't know where she, how she uh, plans to further the information that she does have, um, and, and, and she may win. She may win in the end. But, we, but I would love for her to give us, the American people, uh, a little bit more of the evidence that she has so that we can spread it like wildfire, so that we can spread it to the masses, so that at least people can see what it is she has. Because we, we need to see it one way or another, ladies and gentlemen, if the Supreme Court or her federal court cases are not going to be heard, we need to see it. Let us handle that. Let us handle this stuff. You know what I mean? We need to see what she's got. That's just my opinion. And that's why I was saying that yesterday. The Democrats use the court of public opinion so strongly, ladies and gentlemen. They use it so strongly. It's why they get so far. Now, they have the help of the mainstream media. I get it. They have the help of big tech. I get it. And big tech will just squander all of us when we get that information from Sidney Powell. But that doesn't mean that we don't deserve it. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have it. Because we are a force to be reckoned with. There are more of us than there are them. And when we have the right information and when we have the truth, then we are a force to be reckoned with. So I say... Give us the information if it's not going to make it any further in court. Now, if you still have information that will still make it further in court or that you are trying to get further in courts, then by all means, hold that back because you don't want to hurt your, your chances in any way. But we, the people, are, are, are a force to be reckoned with, and I think that we could help in many, many, many ways. In many ways, ladies and gentlemen. 
Okay. Um, uh, she said, I see somebody said P Powell's documents are public. Not all of them. I spend a lot of time on defendingtherepublic.org and it's pretty much the same stuff that we've been talking about for months, but she claims to have much more. I want the stuff that is not on defendingtherepublic.org. I want the stuff that we don't, that we haven't had a chance to see. That's the stuff that I want. Now, maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe I'm being selfish saying I want it, but I bet a majority of you watching right now want the same thing. And again, please like this video and share it as we move through the show. We really want to get as many eyes on these, on these videos as possible. Since leaving Facebook, a lot of people don't know where to find us or just simply don't have the, the desire to leave one platform and go to another. But we need to get these numbers back up to, the, where, we, to where we used to have them, okay? All right, moving on. The Supreme Court agrees to hear an era, the Arizona case that would put new limits on voting rights lawsuits but refused to hear Sidney Powell's uh, and, and the Trump campaign's election cases. So the Arizona case will put restrictions on ballot collections and it will put and it will penalize voters who cast ballots in the wrong precinct. It's a start. And the Supreme Court is actually willing and moving forward to hear this case. However, they wouldn't hear any other cases related to the election fraud that happened in 2020. They won't hear Sidney Powell's cases. They wouldn't hear President Trump's cases. However, they are saying that they will hear this Arizona case that would put restrictions on ballot collections and penalize voters who try to vote outside of the precinct. Why they'll hear one, but they won't hear the other makes me so incredibly upset sometimes it makes me so incredibly upset to 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 not understand why you would hear one but you wouldn't hear another when they all have uh, some sort of relevance as it as it pertains to the 2020 uh election fraud and the irregularities and the, and the, and, the, and the breakdown of our election integrity that happened it makes no sense to me what the supreme court is doing it really doesn't and, and, and the only thing that I can think of is that, that they don't want to get involved in something that would overturn the election for whatever reason, whether they're bought and paid for, whether they're, whether they're Democrat operatives. I don't know what it is. All I know is that there's only three Supreme Court justices that I trust to, do, to, to, to judge on the law and judge on the Constitution. And that happens to be Justice Alito, Justice Gorsuch, and Justice Clarence Thomas. Those are the only three that have a backbone. Those are the only three that have a spine. And they're the only three that I trust moving forward. Okay? So, at least we got a little bit of good news that they will hear some, uh, at least one case. Um, and we need the states themselves to really be the ones that solidify new voting rules and to, and to restore election integrity going into 2022 and 2024. So, I'll take it where I can get it, ladies and gentlemen. I will. I mean, I'll take a win when I can get it, but I don't understand the inconsistency of these swamp donkey Supreme Court injustices. Not justices, injustices. All right, moving on, because we got a lot to cover today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to just mention this real quick because I think it's funny. But I really don't care about this next topic. I really don't at all. I don't care about the Golden Globes, and I don't care about Hollywood. I'd love to see how much money they're losing. I'd love to see how much money that they are losing with no, with no um, uh, movie theaters being open and no ticket sales going on. That's great. I don't think that's great for America. I just think it's great for Hollywood. Now, the Golden Globes, get this, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? 
their viewership dropped 60% on Sunday night. Since President Trump became the president of the United States of America in 2016, the Golden Globes, the all these all these Academy Award shows, and all these lame, who cares, Hollywood stars uh, have been going down, 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 down. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today on Sunday was the biggest drop that we've seen. 60% drop in viewership. And get this, are you ready for this? Their viewership on national TV didn't even come close to the amount of people who watched President Trump's CPAC speech online. Believe that or not, President Trump's CPAC speech online got more viewers than the Golden Globes did on national television. So shout out to President Trump. Shout out to America. You know, but Biden apparently got 80 million views, right? He apparently got 80 million views. <laughs> I bet Biden has more views on the video where he said, the kids used to rub the hair on my legs and, and, and used to turn blonde in the sun. And, and, and they, used to, they used to rub it and watch it go down and, and they used to sit on my lap. And, and talk about cockroaches, and I love kids. I guarantee you that that video alone has 10 times more views than, <laughs> than anything that this man does um, when it comes to addressing the nation or any kind of speech that he gives. Okay? 80 million views. My you-know-what. My you-know-what. All right, I want to touch real quick on this CPAC versus Hyatt Nazi scheme scandal thing that's going on. Yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, we were actually giving props right here on Live from America with the Hip Hop Patriot. We were giving props to the Hyatt for having a backbone and coming out against the left-wing mob to say that the even um, uh, that everybody has a has a voice and everybody should have a right to to get their opinions out there. And that's why they were defending their choice to allow CPAC to happen at the Hyatt. We were actually defending them. Remember, we said. Oh, stay at the Hyatt, everybody. What you know? What even though they're they're owned by left wing crazies like Pritzker's family out of out of Illinois, we actually praised them, right? Then, ladies and gentlemen, then the Hyatt caves to the pressure. They caved. They did it. They couldn't take the pressure from the left, and they caved. And now they joined the narrative that the stage at CPAC was built to resemble. Some kind of Nazi symbol. Now, it wasn't even the swastika, which is what we, what we you know, generally refer to when we talk about Nazi symbols. This was a Nazi symbol that I've never even heard of before, never even seen before. And this is how absolutely nuts and crazy some of these folks on the left are. They will find anything. They'll find something that looks like an S. They'll find a river or something like that that, that does a wave. And they'll say, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a Nazi swast. That's an S. That's a double S. You know what I mean? CPAC could have been by a river, two rivers side by side. They would have been, oh, no, that's that's a Nazi river. You know what I mean? They come up with these lame, stupid excuses to, to just cancel culture anybody. So the Hyatt, well, they couldn't take it, ladies and gentlemen. They actually could not take it, and they folded to the pressure. And they then come out and said, you know what? Um, after review, it does look like there was some kind of, you know, resemblance to Nazi insignia in the way that the stage was built. And I'm, let me just... I don't even know what to say. I, it's such a stupid thing to even talk about. It's such a lame, ignorant, 
stupid thing to talk about. So the Hyatt is going to get the dumb, dumb award of the day today. The Hyatt and the executives at the Hyatt and the people who own it and the spokespeople at the Hyatt, you all get the dumb, dumb award here on Live from America today because this shouldn't even be a topic, ladies and gentlemen. I was watching Dan, G Dan Bongino talk about this as well. And what he said, I'm just going to reiterate what he said, okay? He said this, do you really think that the CPAC people were all sitting around somewhere and the CPAC people were all, you know, sitting around saying, hmm, you know what, let's, let's figure out how we're going to build, let's figure out how we're going to build this, this stage, this CPAC stage. Does anybody have a, anybody have a, uh, anybody want to, you know, chime in here on what, how we're going to build this? Let, you know what, let's, let's have a vote. Let's have a vote and let's, let's build this stage to look like some Nazi insignia that nobody's never even seen before, that nobody even knows about, but let's do that. Any uh, uh, vote ready? Okay. Hi, show of hands for all the people who want the stage to look like a Nazi stage. Okay. We're going to embrace Nazism. Yep. You, you, you're going to embrace the Nazi stage. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all good. We're going to embrace the Nazi stage. Yeah. It's a go build the stage to look like Nazi insignia. Come on. I mean, it's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Does anybody even believe for a moment? Does any rational thinking person with gray matter in between their ears that God gave them, does any person actually think that this happened? That this, that this was some premeditated, calculated event to build the stage? I mean, in the voice of resident Joe Cornpop, come on, man. This is the stupid. You can only laugh about it. You can only laugh about the stupidity there. Okay? Um... I'm going to move forward. Uh, remember how I told you guys that um, Biden would not do the State of the Union? And I told you that if he does do the State of the Union, that he's only going to do it virtually because there's no way that he could actually stand up there in front of Congress and, and in front of the world and actually give a coherent State of the Union address. The guy can't even hold a Zoom meeting. Without going, oh, where am I? What am I doing? Okay, he can't even hold a Zoom meeting with five people. You think he's going to be able to address Congress and the millions of people watching around the world? Do you think that the left wants to put their golden boy up in front of everybody and be the laughing stock of the world and be the embarrassment of the world? It isn't going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you why. Remember we were reporting last week? on how the FBI has come up with this crazy uh, narrative that uh, they're getting chatter that that, that uh, they're gonna blow up con the, the they're gonna blow up Congress and when Joe Biden gives his State of the Union address they're gonna see how many people they can kill and blah 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 and we said that's just garbage that we know that that's not really happening we know that that's not being that that's not being heard over the the airwaves that there's no chatter of that it's just seeds planted so that they don't have to have the State of the Union address it's also the same reason ladies and gentlemen that they still have our National Guards men and women who are eating poisoned food who are eating food that has metal shards in it right that that's happening ladies and gentlemen these folks are getting food poisoning from eating severely undercooked pre-made meals and they're also finding metal shards in these meals do you think that the left has these people out there because they really think there's some threat to the capital no ladies and gentlemen it's the same thing about the china virus it's the same thing about the 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 the, the threat at the capitol building and the threat in our nation's capital that the terrorists are going to take over and white supremacy white supremacy white supremacy it's a narrative that the doj and the fbi are pushing to continue to take more of your rights to continue to add more totalitarian draconian rules and laws and 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 and, and ways this country operates 
That's all it is. And it's just another way for them to shield Biden from who? The people that he's supposed to be representing. The 80 million people, apparently, that voted for him. This guy can't go down the street and have three people holding signs. Did you see when Kamala Harris went home uh, a couple weeks ago? She had literally two people holding signs out there. These people didn't get 80-something million votes. If they did, the optics would be there. The proof would be in the pudding, and you'd see lines of people down the street the same way you did for Obama and the same way you do right now for President Donald J. Trump. The guy's not going to give a State of the Union address. I'm telling you that right now. I've been saying it for the last three weeks, and if he does give one, it'll be a virtual State of the Union address, and they'll blame it on two things, COVID and the risk from white supremacy trying to blow up the building. That's what they'll do. It is absolutely ridiculous. We know it, you know it, I know it. All right, moving on to more losers. Let's talk about failed governor Andrew Cuomo and the the the, the mess that he's in right now. All right, now I want to talk about the allegations, but then I want to talk about why are these allegations all coming? There's a couple reasons, all right? A third woman has now come forward, ladies and gentlemen. A third woman has now come forward saying that failed governor Andrew Cuomo has sexually assaulted her or made sexual advancements towards her. And not only does she have uh, text messages, but she also has photos. And you've all seen that photo going around where he's holding her by the head like this. And you can see the, the look of fear on her face, right? It reminds you so much, so reminiscent of Biden. The way these Democrats operate. You know what I mean? Okay. So you have the third woman coming forward saying that she's got text messages. Now you even have Hildebeest Clinton herself. Trash bag, glad bag Hillary coming out again now. And for like the second time in two weeks. And now she's saying that, that everybody should believe these women. And I agree. Everybody should believe these women. And, and, and a lot of people are saying, well, why are these women all coming out now? Well, because courage is contagious. That's why. Because once one sexual assault victim sees another one come forward, then it prompts them to want to come forward. That's why you're seeing it. But here, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about this for a minute. Notice how all of a sudden nobody's talking about the 13,000 uh, vulnerable elderly that have been that were literally killed in nursing homes. You notice how nobody's talking about that anymore? So it's really odd, okay? We started talking about the nursing home problem, which is the, 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 the primary biggest problem here. Not to say, not to push sexual assault aside or say that, that it's not important. But when people die, ladies and gentlemen, when 13,000 people die because of somebody's choice to put them somewhere where they knew COVID was and where they knew that these people were vulnerable, that should be the topic of the story. That should be the, the top story on everybody's uh, minds and on everybody's lips and on everybody's news station. This man helped people die. All of this stuff coming forward about sexual allegations will most likely cause him to resign and resign only. That, ladies and gentlemen, will be the smokescreen. That will be the cover-up. That will be the story that continues to take over when the, the, the story that should be talked about is what he did to those poor, vulnerable people in the nursing homes. He should get it all. He should get it from all fronts. He should be prosecuted. A, he should resign or be removed. He should be prosecuted. He should be sued civilly by not only these women who he made sexual advancements towards, but also from the family members who couldn't even see their families, uh, their, their mothers, their fathers, their grandparents um, when, when they died in these hotel rooms. 
Okay, it should come to him at all fronts. And now you have Chris Cuomo comes on air last night. You know, brother Fredo, the one that used to get wedgies from his older brother. You have him come on air last night and he says this. He says, you're straight with me. I'll be straight with you. We've always been like that. We believe in truth here on my show. And that's what makes this show so great. And blah, 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 blah. And then he says, but you know, I can't cover the story. CNN does not want me to cover the story because he's my brother. I'm well aware of all the uh, allegations toward my brother, but uh, I can't cover it. However, CNN will cover it. CNN will cover it extensively. Extensively? Liar. You know what? You get a dumb dumb award too. I just wish I had a whole bag of dumb dumbs and start. I'm gonna start throwing them at the camera. Every time somebody gets a dumb dumb award, I'm gonna throw it at the camera. This guy gets a dumb dumb award too. You wanna know why? Because CNN has only spent minutes, not hours, minutes talking about Andrew Cuomo until all of the the, the establishment on the left started coming out too. Once the establishment started coming out in full force and you had you had uh, Gladbag Hillary coming out and the rest of them, Crooked Hillary, then you started seeing CNN start pick up, start to pick up the chatter. You'll start seeing it a little bit more now, but CNN hasn't covered this extensively. Are you kidding me? They haven't covered this extensively. Literally minutes and very few at that. So, you know, this is this is CNN trying to save face. This is the, the, the Democratic establishment finding a fall guy to get to get their, their minds, to get the people's minds off uh, off the failed administration, off the fact that nobody is even behind the 84 million vote president that we supposedly have. And this is just the, this is just to get your mind off every bad thing that's happening. Gas prices going up, illegal aliens flooding through, jobs being lost left and right, uh, coronavirus um killing more people this all that is this is all that is now should he go down yeah am i happy that he's going down yeah am i happy that he's going down because of what he did no i'm not happy about what he did people died cuomo lied people died cuomo lied people got sexually harassed i'm not happy about that stuff at all not happy about that stuff at all. Shout out, Judy Bailey. Okay, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, because we got a lot to cover. This is something that I posted on Telegram this morning. China, there's a new um, graph, a new, uh, some new research has been put out. And we found that China, uh, in 2020, got 259 new billionaires. 259 new people in China became billionaires in 2020. That alone, ladies and gentlemen, is more than all the other countries in the world combined. Now you think about that and you say, okay, hold on, wait a minute here. The virus came from China. It, put, it, 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 it crippled the world, uh, the economy of the world. It killed hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. It has infected almost 100 million people. It has destroyed people's lives. It has destroyed young children. It has destroyed schools across the world. It has destroyed everything from top to bottom. However, China gets 259 new billionaires. Isn't that odd, ladies and gentlemen? Doesn't that at least strike you as a little bit odd that the CCP um, is responsible for this virus going... uh, getting out in the world, whether it's, whether you believe it's a biological weapon or whether you believe that it was, uh, accidentally leaked or whether you believe that it wasn't contained. The fact of the matter is the origins of it all point to there. And yet these guys are reaping the, the, the benefits. These guys are reaping the rewards. These guys are creating, you know, close to 300 new billionaires and their economy is great. 
while the rest of the world suffers. And the crazy thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, is I was just watching Steve Bannon on The War Room, and Peter Navarro came on there with some very interesting statistics that he got from the CDC website. Would you like me to tell you what they are? Well, I'll do that right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very, very, this is a very, uh, a very sickening statistic, okay? Um, 1,100 people have died from the COVID vaccine. You have a one and about 50,000 chance to get the COVID vaccine and die from it. So one, so one's got to ask you, do you have a better chance of dying with the COVID virus or do you have a better chance of dying getting the vaccine? Because 1,100 people have now died from the vaccine. You don't hear that on TV. CNN isn't reporting that. I can say that here without getting in trouble. Why? Because that came from the CDC itself. 1,100 people have died getting stuck in the arm with the China virus vaccine. That, ladies and gentlemen, is enough to scare me a little even more from this vaccine. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't get the vaccine. A lot of people are saying, oh, you're telling everybody not to get the vaccine. No, I'm not. I'm telling you I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm telling you I'm not. A lot of people get mad at me for saying don't wear a mask. I'm telling you I'm not wearing a mask. Ever. I mean, if I have to, like, you know, at CPAC and things like that, I guess, and on planes, I guess you have to, but, but just, you know, out in the, out and about in my car, I'll, I'll go to many, many stores without it on as well. But that's me. That's me. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just reporting the news and my opinion about that stuff. 1,100 people have died from the China virus vaccine. Call it what you want. All right. Speaking of that. Oregon health officials. On February 12th, a story came out um, that Oregon health official Dean Seidlinger said that at that point, two people who had um, who had taken the vaccine and had um, double doses of the vaccine had still tested positive for COVID-19. Since February 12th, two more people in Oregon have tested positive after receiving two vo- two doses of the COVID vaccine. So let me let me ask you this. Um, and I said this on Telegram this morning. And it, and it could be some variables there. I get it. I get it. But I think you're going to see more of this if you actually dig and look for it. Okay? Are you ready for this? Here we go. Either the vaccine doesn't work, or you're getting false positives, or the vaccine is causing you to test positive after you've taken it. After you've taken it. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not Dr. Fauci. I don't know much about this virus or anything like that. All I know is if you, if people are still getting the COVID virus after getting two doses, which is supposedly supposed to, you know, make sure that you don't get the vaccine no more, at least severely reduce the chances of you getting the vaccine. And if they tell you that even if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask, you still have to socially distance, and it still doesn't... 100% stop you from getting the virus, then what's the sense of getting the vaccine ever? If it doesn't do any of those things that it's supposed to do. I mean, that's just, that's me questioning. I could be wrong, but that's me questioning. It seems really odd, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Bill Gertz, not Bill Gates, Bill Gertz, who wrote this article about the Oregon health official saying this and about the four people who, got, who tested positive after getting the vaccine, Bill Gertz wrote the article and says this at the end. If we do not hold China accountable for the virus, then we will never be free of the virus. And he couldn't have been more correct 
in that statement. If we do not hold the people accountable that are responsible for the virus, and he uses and he names them the CCP, then we will never be free of the virus. Okay? Kind of odd, right? Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, Pennsylvania and Michigan are both looking into opening their own investigations um, pertaining to Governor Wolf's and Governor Whitmer's handling of their orders to put people in nursing homes. Apparently, the same thing that happened in the state of New York happened in Pennsylvania and happened in Michigan. And I guarantee you that it's actually happened in more states than that. But apparently, Governor Wolf did the same thing as Governor Andrew Cuomo did. And apparently, oh, somebody said pronounced Oregon. Oregon. Okay, my bad. Oregon. I'm sorry. Somebody, somebody actually corrected me on how to say Nevada, too. I shouldn't say Nevada. I should say Nevada. Oregon and Nevada. I'm sorry. I'm from the Northeast here, so <laughs> I apologize for getting the name of your state wrong. Um, but Pennsylvania, Michigan, apparently Governor Wolf and Governor Whitmer did the same exact thing, and now people are going pushing to open up investigations on them as well. Ladies and gentlemen, their, their faults and their failures might be the very undoing that we need to get these people out of office. And we ought to be recalling them the same way that California is doing uh, to Governor Newsom. People in these states should be sending, sending around petitions and, being, and recalling these governors as well. You should attack them from all fronts. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm not saying physically, everybody. Slow down. But we should be attacking them legally and we should be attacking them using our rights to be able to recall these governors. Recall them. Uh, uh, investigate them and research what they're doing and stay on them. Stay on them, okay? Um, we're going to move into what I promised you that we would talk about, ladies and gentlemen, and that is this Georgia bill to, to basically reinstate election integrity, okay? The bill is actually called HB 531. And if you live in Georgia, you are going to want to hear this. This is the part where you should definitely be inviting your friends, uh, especially if they live in Georgia, to listen to this. There are seven things in this bill that have already passed the House and it's going to the Senate right now. And it passed the House overwhelmingly, 97 to 72, party lines. They voted party lines on this. This right here is where Republicans are united in Georgia. The very swamp, the very state that we've seen some of the worst some of the worst election irregularities and, and, and lawlessness um, is the very state that might, ladies and gentlemen, set the blueprint for all the other swing states and all the states that there was issues in when it comes to election integrity going into 2022 and 2024, okay? Now, here's, what this, here's the seven things that this bill um, is going to uh, set precedence. And this is, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome, actually. All right, number one. HB 531 in Georgia requires voters to submit an ID before getting an absentee ballot. By the way, this is going to be a no-excuse mail-in ballot state if this thing passes. The only mail-in ballots that you will get is an absentee ballot, okay? And in order to get that absentee ballot, you need to show your voter ID, or you need to show your ID before even receiving 
the absentee ballot. Then you have to send it back with a copy of your ID so that they can be traced and so they can make sure that the only people that are getting these absentee ballots are the ones that actually produce an ID from the state of Georgia. Okay, that's the first one. That's big. That alone is pretty big, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of the low-hanging fruit, if we, if the Supreme Court would have just heard the low-hanging fruit and didn't hear anything about Dominion, just heard the low-hanging fruit of the of the um, of the, the laws that were broken with mail-in mail-in ballots and drop boxes and and absentee ballots and all this other stuff, just on that alone, it would have overturned that fraudulent slate of electors that was sent to Congress. Okay, so that's the first one. Number two, drop boxes can only be inside a secure early voting facility with somebody overseeing that okay so no longer can you just put drop boxes on the streets you have to have them inside not outside and they have to be in a secure voting facility early voting facility number three it bans the the mobile polling places so Democrats were putting voting machines in RVs and they were literally just driving them around and pulling up, setting up shop, pulling people in and letting people vote. No longer will that be allowed once this bill passes. Okay, so it will ban mobile polling places. That won't be able to happen anymore. Number four, it bans any private funding from a third party. That means you, Zuckerberg, Bye-bye. No more $500 million shoved into the United, the United States election system. You will no longer be able to do that. It will ban any private funding from a third-party organization or business or company or corporation or whatever. That will no longer be allowed. That was huge because uh, Zuckerberg had a lot to do with this election. He had a lot to do with it. Okay? Number five, it bans out-of-precinct voting. In Georgia right now, you can vote anywhere. As long as you live and vote in Georgia, you can go vote in any precinct. That will no longer be allowed anymore after if this bill passes uh, all three uh, uh, branches of government. So they will ban out-of-precinct voting, meaning that you would have to vote only in the precinct in which you reside. Number six, it requires shorter timetable to count those absentee ballots that people actually gave their IDs in order to receive. That means that all of the uh, absentee ballots must be counted by 10 or 11 o'clock the night of the, the, uh, the, the day that you vote. That day that you vote, all absentee ballots have to be counted uh, quickly uh, under a very, very strict timetable. That's another big thing. Okay, and number seven, it requires, get this, ladies and gentlemen, now we talked about this, we talked about watermarks, right? Because that gentleman that was um, interviewed by Owen Troyer was talking about watermarks on these ballots. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ask and we shall receive in real life, okay? This would require security paper for paper ballots, meaning that they would have some kind of watermark or insignia inside the paper, much like our money has, much like our dollar bills have. It would require all security for paper ballots, security watermarks. That is important because we were getting ballots that looked different. They weren't the same. They were printed here. They were printed there. So now it would require that all ballots have to be watermarked and have to be secure and they have to be from only one specific uh, location in order for you to use them, okay? So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the seven um, 
bullet points basically in this bill that would ins- re, uh, that would basically reinstate our trust in our election system. Now, I think they should have added one more. That means get rid of all voting machines and only do hand ballots, handwritten, hand-filled out ballots. That if, if you ask me, that is the one thing that they left out that I thought they were going to put in there, but they didn't. Okay, so you have these seven bullet points that are in this bill. Now, it passed, like I said, 97 to 72, and it's going to move on to the Senate. The Senate is also Republican-controlled, but here's the catch, ladies and gentlemen. There's always a catch. Okay, you ready for this? The lieutenant governor there has the ability to try to kill this bill in the Senate. Not only does the, and, and he probably will, because he's, he's anti all of this. All right. Now, I don't know the likelihood of him being able to kill it, but he will try to kill it, the lieutenant governor. And the way he'll try to kill it, because you already have Democrats, you already have the left, you already have BLM screaming that this is racist, that this, um, this doesn't give equal opportunity for everybody to vote, even though common sense is exactly what it does. So you have the pushback already on the left. What the right needs to do here and what the Republican-controlled legislature and the Republican-controlled governorship here needs to do is withstand this cry that it's racist, 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 and it's bigoted, and it's Nazis, and blah, 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 and it marginalizes people, and it doesn't give people the right to vote. That's exactly what it does. All we need them to do is hold the line and stand, hold the line and stand strong, and it'll go through. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Besides the lieutenant governor, Governor Kemp actually went on uh, radio this morning in Atlanta and said that he's not yet going to commit to signing this bill. Because he needs to look it over a little bit more, and he needs his team to look it over, and they need to make sure that everything is legal, just, fair, and right. That, to me, ladies and gentlemen, sounds like your governor in Georgia doesn't want to sign this bill. I just read you the seven requirements. It doesn't sound like rocket science to me. It actually sounds pretty good. It actually sounds like it lines up exactly with our Constitution, lines up exactly with our values, and lines up exactly with what the people of Georgia and the people of the United States want. But Governor Kemp says he's not going to commit to that quite yet. Hmm... Doesn't that sound familiar of him? So, ladies and gentlemen, you in Georgia should be doing exactly what they're doing in California, and you should be recalling this rhino, you know what, because he's not working for you, he's not holding the people of Georgia's best interest at heart, and he seems to be doing only what the CCP and the rhino establishment wants him to do. It actually seems like he's working very closely with Stacey Abrams, who gets stuff done regardless of how she does it, She gets it done. You want to know why? Because she works hard and she stands firm on what she wants to get done. And the Republicans need to do the same exact thing. However, what I wanted to say was, ladies and gentlemen, that that right there is a blueprint. That those seven requirements outside of the one thing that they're missing, which is get rid of voting machines, electronic voting machines, that is a blueprint that would save our election system in every single state, in every single state. So I suggest that you take those seven requirements, add one more, and get your people and your state to do the same thing. Now, if you live in in Georgia, here's what you do. You call your state senator right now. You call your state senator's offices right now, and you demand at a high level thousands, tens of thousands, if not millions of people calling in and saying, we want HB 531 passed, and we want it passed now. 
we can't, we don't live in a world anymore where you can say, oh, somebody will call in, somebody will handle that. Somebody will do that. We don't live in that world anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It's like when your pot, your road is filled with potholes and you go, ah, the town will fix that. I'm not going to call in. No, call in. They need thousands of people to call in. You need to be active. You need to be uh, motivated. You need to be determined and you need to be mobilized. That is the only way, ladies and gentlemen, that we win is if we're mobilized. It needs to be a government for the people, by the people, and of the people. That is how we do it. We get involved. Okay? I really, really wanted to share that with you today. Everybody's talking about how Mom Jean's Mitt Romney has a black eye and a busted lip. Yeah, I don't I, I you know, I don't want to laugh at anybody's misfortunes, but it just seems really odd that all these politicians and all these judges and all these senators always get black eyes and boots on their feet. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? It sounds like to me like he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Sounds like to me he went went outside the lines a little bit and maybe somebody did something. Like Ilhan Omar said, some people did something. Maybe some people did something to mom jeans Mitt Romney. Maybe he got jumped because people were trying to steal his mom jeans and he didn't want to give them up. And who knows, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think it's funny. Kind of I do. I mean, kind of I do. But I don't wish any kind of harm on anybody. I just think it's a little odd that these people always get black eyes and boots on their feet. And nobody's supposed to know what happened. You know what I mean? Uh, so again, the bill is HB 531. That's what, you, that's what you need to reference when you call your state senators. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been asking and you shall receive. I just got word before I came on here today that ladies' tees, ladies' t-shirts are finally up on my store. So if you go to JeremyHerald.com and you go to the uh, the online store section, ladies' tees are finally there. Ladies' sweatshirts are finally there. Um, or ladies' tees, anyway. I guess sweatshirts are all the same. So go check those out and uh, make sure if you want want to listen to past podcasts and watch past videos, jeremyharrell.com is your one-stop shop for all of it. Okay, guys, sign up for the newsletter. Um, I'm not only going to be reaching out to you with morning Bible verses and prayers, I'm going to be utilizing that newsletter more and more and more as I really tighten up this show. Okay, Um, so thank you guys all very much. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your donations. Um, I can't wait to grow the show to have more hosts and stuff. We're working on it. It's just a very big task, but with your help, we'll get there. God bless you guys. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to end the show. So remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God. No weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. We'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America with your host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. All right? Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you, and we'll see you tonight. JeremyHarrell.com. Visit now.